0: Hello, and welcome to On a Mission podcast, where we aim to inspire and educate through sharing stories and experiences in the real estate industry. It's hosted by Dina Frank, a licensed realtor in the state of Minnesota at REMAX Results, a good life group, and Kelly Tankey, loan originator NMLS 1599804 at Summit Mortgage Corporation NMLS 1041. We started this podcast so we could share real stories from real people on their experiences in the real estate industry and break down barriers. We hope that by sharing these stories and experiences, it helps you feel more confident and comfortable when it comes to buying or selling. If you find this information helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, enjoy. And now let's get to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of On a Mission Podcast. I'm Dina Frank.
1: I'm Kelly Tankies.
0: And today we are welcoming another special guest to the podcast. And Kelly, you have his bio, so why don't you introduce I
1: me? I sure do. So to all of our listeners, please welcome Brian Parker of the Parker House Group. Um, so I'm going to give just a quick bio of Brian himself and then the story of Parker House Group as well. So... And Brian, by the way, thank you for sending this over. I read over it last evening and I was like, so good. And I love that you updated it too, based off of what's happening in the market right now. So so Brian's bio reads as follows. Since the beginning of my real estate career in 1992, I've seen a lot of market changes, well-needed improvements, as well as a lot of challenges, technology, incentives, market booms, and crashes. In times where interest rates were double-digit and a loan approval was even more challenging than it is this present, the marketplace required one to be informed, practice ethical salesmanship, sincere customer service, exceptional product knowledge, and passion. Brian Parker, realtor. And the story of the Parker House Group. As the real estate boom began and business picked up sharply, I thought of a way to cater to the market without sacrificing quality, and a customer service establishing the Parker House Group in 2002. For 30 years, the Parker House Group specializes in helping folks in the Twin Cities and surrounding areas achieve and realize their home dreams. With co- quality service and personal attention to every client, you will never feel like just a number in my volume working with me. We are dedicated to the services necessary to do great work to accommodate everyone who called on us, delivering quality customer service folks come to expect of our group. We believe in personable service, no pressure sales, and being thorough throughout the process. After that, we're sincere with you on working towards your goals, so we're feeling just as proud of your endeavor as you do. With all that in mind, remember my slogan, if you don't call me, I can't help you. Welcome, Brian Parker. I love it. It's so good. We always (laughs) we always ask our guests to provide a bio, and sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But I will say that this is the best by far.
0: Yeah, that was really good. That was awesome.
1: Really, it's. Yeah. You can tell it's, it's sincere. It's from the heart. It's a, it's action-packed mission statement for both you and the Parker house group. So, all right. Well, we're so happy to have you on as our guest and thank you so much. We did. um, We prepped you for some of the (laughs) questions and so, We always love to start off with rapid fire questions and Dina and I will kind of do a back and forth here. Um, So rapid fire questions, just real quick, whatever comes to mind, you can rattle off that and then we'll get into the meat and potato questions as we like to call it too. So you ready? Love it. I'm ready. All right. So first question, where are you from? I'm
2: from St. Paul, St. Paul, Minnesota, born and raised. Twin okay. cities, one big city for me, though. So I include Minneapolis as well. I receive a lot of love from both sides of the world.
1: Awesome. That's wonderful.
0: That's pretty cool. We don't come across a lot of people who are like born and raised and still in the community that they grew up in. So I love that you yeah. stuck to where you're from. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: I try to get out of here as much as possible so I don't go stir crazy, but yeah. I'm yeah. Here. <laughs> <laughs> love it.
0: Love it. All right. Well, this should be a good one then. What's your favorite restaurant?
2: I actually have a few, um, capital and Manny's are pretty equal. Um, and my, currently my go-to spot has been Baltimore. Oh, yes.
1: I, I want to get there. So I am trying to get there.
2: Well, come it's on. so good. Oh. I'll meet you guys over here. Come on.
1: It's good. so good. It's absolutely delicious. Yeah. Okay. Brian, something that you are most proud of.
2: Um, I would say my tenure in the real estate business.
0: Cool. Yep. Very cool. Love and it. what would you consider your biggest accomplishment?
2: You know, there's really like too many to say. There's so many considered small ones that make for the big one, I guess. So mm-hmm. I can't say. I, I Again, my tenure in the business, that's been probably my biggest accomplishment, collectively helping all these people realize their dream of homeownership. So that would be my biggest accomplishment. Again, I love it. Yeah. I sure love that.
1: Tenure is good. It absolutely, and it, it plays such a huge favor, especially in this shifting market. I shouldn't even say shifting. It's it's absolutely already shifted. So,
2: it's right. <laughs> made right. another term. Um, yeah. I've seen many of them, and they're, they're hard to prepare for. You just kind of got to just ride the wave.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Last of the rapid fire questions sweet or salty?
2: Sweet all day.
1: Perfect. All right. Well, what's your favorite sweet treat then? Yes.
2: Um, right now I've been, you know, those uh, oh my goodness. There's these little round chocolate blueberry ball things. Ooh.
1: Um, I, I think I know them. what you're talking about.
2: Brook side. Yeah, little, oh, yep. um, yeah yep. all day. I'm kind of is it one.
1: like, is it a chocolate covered blueberry?
2: Yep. Yep. All right. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. They're good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <You need> some <laughs> antioxidants in there. So it's kind of a help. Well, yeah.
2: Yeah. I can't sleep at night because I'm like, you know, <laughs> love but good. <laughs> I
1: love it. All right. We are ready for the meat and potato questions. Now, very understandably, there was a lot covered in, in your bio but let's just share a little bit more about your background career-wise.
2: Okay. Well, obviously I started out in 92 um, with e Realty under Terry McDonough. And um, I appreciate the space that I started out in. I was the youngest person in the world doing this at that time, it seemed like. So I, I was well taken care of with a lot of, the, a lot of the veterans in that office and that helped me with the professionalism help polish me so that I could do this in a way that's professional, ethical. And also, um, it, it helped me realize that you have to have purpose. And we'll talk more about that in some of the other questions. But, um, I started there. I made a quick little move. I was with Keller Williams for like 10 months. There it, it was, it, it was a lot of changes going on really bad at the time. It was during the crash. There was just so much going on, and I think everybody was kind of antsy, and I made that move, and because of the crash, I didn't really give them that chance, I think, and I came back home, the so we died. Huh? Um, and then uh, after things started calming down a little bit, I made my way to the uh, Grand Avenue we got at the office, and recent changes, uh, different things that I want to do, goals have changed a little bit as far as... I'm at a turn in my career now, I guess. So, building my group and things like that, Cobalt Banker now has been a better partnership for that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I've already done for 28 years, so uh, too long to say anything bad, of course, but I just to make a, make a change and I'm happy with it. I like the partnership.
1: Awesome. Yeah. You know what? I just want to note something um, to attest to your professionalism. Something that Dina and I have um, that we've stayed very true to in our podcast um, when we're when we're talking on other topics is we never bash other competitors. We never bash other individuals, for that matter. And so I love that you're like, "Hey, listen." Edina Realty is Edina Realty. However, I've found a different home and pay re- my respects to where my foundation started. And I can say the same thing. I started my mortgage career with Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo has a great training foundation and I will leave it at that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, and yeah, we. I always say like there's a brokerage, like every brokerage is in existence for a reason, right? Like every brokerage, has a certain person that they're looking for and it's going to be a good fit for some people, but not everybody. And that's why they all exist. And it's interesting when people start like going back and forth, you know, all the, all the arguments you hear about why you should be with one brokerage or another. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to do what's right for you. And that's the beauty of this business is we do have options. Sometimes we have too many options. So Mm -hmm. that's awesome. use
2: Use the nail on the head when it comes to fit. It's all about yep. a good fit. It doesn't matter if it's Kohler, Diner, Keller, 21. It's all about the individual fit. And in this business where independent contractors are self employed, we are not employees. There's a different yep. mindset, it's more entrepreneurial. So you have to make sure your partnership makes sense. you got to be able to follow one another. So, yes, yeah, we can do it. it a fit. Exactly. Love
0: it. Awesome. Love it. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about what was the inspiration for you getting into real estate and then specifically, like, as you, you know, grew in your role, um, your decision to become a broker.
2: Okay. Um, I did a video not long ago because I was there a 30-year commemorative video, and I kind of oh, through a whole uh, roadmap with my beginning to get into real estate business. It wasn't initially something I thought about doing. Uh, really, originally, I wanted to be an architect when I was a kid, you know. And I used to like to draw, and I was always interested in how things were built and stuff together all that. Um, but as a kid, I didn't know any better. I know my math skills weren't the best, so i OK the things about calculus. Not, I was lost. i figured I'll never do but because of that. I didn't know that you could just draw and somebody else would do math. But, you know, I so I always had a liking for design for sense.
1: Yep. And yep. so um
2: also my father, I accompanied him on a couple of deals he did and just watching that whole negotiating thing. <coughs> that whole negotiation stuff, I really like that. So I was like, oh, I wanna do that, I wouldn't mind doing that. Again, that it kind of made me, you know, with my younger years or whatever. And then uh, a good friend of mine came to me with the idea of getting our real estate license together. He was like, hey, man, what's going on? Do? Why don't we try And I looked into it like, okay. Yeah, okay. And then I didn't know any better, but I was in the newspapers calculating what kind of money you can make and all that. like, I mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> Obviously, I. Let's didn't
1: do it. Get, <laughs> <kept> yeah, we're doing it.
2: He didn't make it, he didn't even, he didn't start, so, but I was so excited about getting back to school and doing stuff like that, I and mean, just the whole thing about running out of different houses and stuff, and just, it just reignited my, my liking for, you know, structure, so that's how I got started, and I just had a son at the time, too, so I wanted to do something to help, you know, make sure be proud of that, and, you know, just something like they say, you know, I was, yeah
1: so something I was just to piggyback off of that Brian I was thinking today how fortunate individuals like us are being in the industry that we are with the flexibility that we have (laughs) I myself I I'm expecting in March and I'm like I I can't imagine being in a nine to five position or let's take a circumstance where it's snowing outside school decides that they're going to close two hours early. And you're like, I I was thinking, Oh my gosh, if I had a nine to five job, I wouldn't, would I be able to like get over there in time, have the time off. So it's, it's a beautiful thing with this industry, being able to have some of that flex. Now there is, there's, Circumstances that do come up where you know you're like, okay, I do have to. It work. It to yeah, take. I mean, yeah. you really,
2: you really, it's I say for some people, the difference between being in this position and working on nine to five is something like high school versus college. You're yeah, high school, you know, where you're going to be every day for six hours, and you know, with the homework assignment, blah blah blah, and you're mm-hmm. in and you're out in college, you might have classes, day, none that day, two years' day. They don't care if you get the project done or not, it's up to you to get your grade. And you're kind of on your own. It's self-motivating. You've got a, yeah. kind of a lot of self, self, stuff. You know, yeah. You're on your own. And I appreciate that. It's a double-edged sword for some, but just like you're saying, you know, I appreciate yeah. being able to go to my son's football game and be here and not have to ask permission to yeah. live my yeah. life. And, uh, but you didn't pay for it. Being a boss is not all the credit Yeah. Thank oh, you for that.
1: Your next,
2: your the next, your other part of the question was the brokerage to become the broker. Yeah. Um, it's not kind of in that story about how I formed the partner out of I wanted to be able to have a flexibility. If I wanted the option to maybe if my partnership weren't working, I'd just do my own thing. Got
0: it.
2: And why not? I made it through, so I wanted to make sure I got out
0: Awesome. I think that's, I mean, that's something that a lot of agents do have in their back pocket. And I do think it gives you a little bit of an advantage, right? When you're working with people to kind of help them through, like, this is why we have to do things the way we do and not always what we see on TV. So awesome.
1: All right. So Brian, you and I met at SPAR's event, Grow Your Toolbox. And what I loved was your share on your ask. When you are considering individuals for your brokerage, you mentioned, um, what is their purpose of getting into the industry? And that really stood out to me, especially given the market that we've been in over the last couple of years where everyone thought that they could just keep putting their hands in the pot or have an opportunity to put their hand in the pot and make a quick buck, but you're going Hold on a second. What's your purpose for doing this? What? Tell me more. I want to have a better understanding. So, can you elaborate on this and why you feel it's so important given this current market?
2: Um, The reason it needs to be purposeful is this business is selfless. It really is one of those things where you have to do a good job to get paid. And if you focus on, your clients and their needs, and you're really sincerely involved in this endeavor that they're embarking on, you have to be passionate with them about it. This is what they want. You got to care for it like they do. Totally.
1: They're
2: care for it even better. So, so much more to help them get through it. And I learned, learned myself personally, because when I got in, I was a dream. This is a selective business as far as the lifestyle. Um, but it's kind of similar to the children. You want to see people similar to you. Not the night the hard work, all the things to take, you know, up and down the whole night. And so I remember earlier on also I was kind of chasing the dollar myself. I, I need that deal to be paid, and I was noticing that I was focused on the money, and when the money had at my attention, I was really having a hard time grasping it. Right? No. And. When I was contemplating, I think it was after like my third year, I was just kind of burnt out a little bit. And I think that's natural too. And I was like, well, you know, what am I doing? Why am I still doing this? And then I started to realize how helpful i feel been to others and how much I really did enjoy seeing like little kids getting out of the bedroom. How happy watching people at closing, I mean, literally cry the joy that they got this done. So I started to realize my purpose. You have to have a purpose. Yeah. And if you're not, and when people come to me, I get a lot of people come at me, like, I want to get in the business because they have selfish reasons. And that's okay, but you don't need a real estate license for that. You know, they want to invest. The people are going to save and it's going to put them on the show for That's, of course, we get a little bit more information ahead of time in the public because we're in it, we're in the arena. However, we're licensed to be able to serve others, to help others. So I call it a vocation, right? And yeah. the biggest commission check is somebody's happening, That you know, of course I did it, but I have no excuse, but that, that purpose is to everything. If people come in and decide the reason, they're not going to be around that.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I have a couple of takeaways here. Um one word that stood out in what you were saying is being passionate. But quote of the day, I feel is you have to have a purpose. I literally wrote it down. I'm like, you have to have a purpose. It's so good. It's so, and it's so true. You have to come to understand like, what's your purpose in all of it? And um, how, how does that line up?
2: I think anything you do in life, any profession that you pick out, I think you should have a purpose. We're here for you Right. Yeah. Be you can't always do it for yourself. That's such a selfish, it turns into a turn it situation. You have to you, you want to do it, right? Yep. Better yep. way to do it do it.
0: Totally. Love I, it. Love it. Love it. We have we have a saying it's called commission breath, and that's when you're putting the paycheck before the client and we don't like So. Yeah. Yep. I'm it down. Good. Yeah. yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's so um, good. I'm really okay. it down too. So I think, I think we have answered this a little bit. But what do you feel sets you and your team apart from others?
2: Um, you know, I'm glad you say it that way to set apart from others. I'm not really one to compete. <laughs> yep. Um we're in competition, but I feel like as long as I do the best job that I can with, at, in the heart, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to be set apart. You know, I've learned learned from sitting amongst a lot of different realtors and brokers when they talk a lot about volume and things like that. That's kind of behind the scenes volume, volume this way. And so it's And I've never really paid much attention to the numbers are Yeah. Because
0: that's not helping my
2: memory. I mean, they yeah. can kind of Goals, training, competition, that kind of thing. But really, my concentration is making sure that it's like being an artist in the commission to put together a piece, right? And yeah. you keep paying and say, Brian, I wanted to get this. So I'm looking at it this way and I like that way. I have to see what's in your head, especially describing things. And then later present that thing, And hopefully you have it, right? right. So yeah. my focus is doing the best I can of listening you know, take them to my commentaries, being thorough with them, and giving them all their options and, you know, I have some laces up my sleeve for them because I'm doing this every day to help them get the better deal. So I think just being that dedicated to that is something that's fine. I love that. Yeah.
1: What a great answer. I love it. Um, okay, so on on the heels of that, as a broker, how do you best support the agents on your team with the ups and downs that happen in the market?
2: Number one is motivation, dedication, and accountability. Right. But so yeah. as a broker, um, I think what I'm trying to offer to keep my my team and my group is what I didn't have. When I first started, I was pretty, pretty much still very good and whatnot. bumped my head here and there. And probably a lot of you have fallen off the table. Probably slipped together if I you know, had a move, right? Yeah. I did have one person, but you don't know what you don't know, right? right. Um, mm-hmm. I did have one person, again, Terry McDonald, he really he shies away from that credit, but I get it going a, a, a thousand percent. Um But when I have my people coming in, Right now, I've got two people working for me, Australia Carter and my two friends. And they're both a year in the business, and they're very, very excited about it. Um, and so what they came in before was the, be, you know, they're looking for new term, and I'm giving them that in, as far as helping them, giving them some tasks, and giving them things to do. And you understand how you've got the motivation to do something, but motivation kind of fades and comes in a way. So then you got to rely on your discipline right? So when they're relying on their discipline side, that's where I'm holding them accountable for what they got to do. So what tasks are at hand? Again, that 90% of people aren't seeing, that's what I'm trying to help help push and motivate with my, my
1: teammates. Sorry, I get so excited. It's and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I get so excited when there are individuals on our podcast who align very much with like. Dean and I started this podcast because we had alignment and we had a vision too, right? But we talk so frequently about like intentionality and discipline and having like a growth mindset, and it's like all of we're saying totally speaks to that. So, I know. I'm like. <laughs>
0: Listening to you, I'm like, I can't believe that we haven't crossed paths before because I feel like I have a very similar like vision with real estate. Yes. So I, just, I love it. So we'll have to get together for coffee after this, Brian. Not today. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. We're, we're, not, going, to we're going to Baltimore. Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I love and it. you guys can have a drink for me. How about that? Yeah. we'll take one
0: for the team on that. Perfect. All right. So, okay. So I think this is a good question because I think this is actually something that agents and lenders don't always necessarily talk about, but being a part of SPAR and DEI and these networking opportunities, how has that helped and supported your business? So being a part of leadership, being on these committees, how has that contributed to your business?
2: Well, what it does is actually helps me stay up to date with the industry and what's going on out there. And I mean, yeah. we can be just head down on the grind, working our we got to do, but not necessarily in terms of what's happening in the community, what's coming up, what's happening, what change, everything. So it keeps me up to date. Um, so when I am speaking with people, I can kind of appear like an expert at what I'm doing because I have some knowledge of what's going on then what's coming up. Being also part of these groups, I have some input, to say in whatever changes are going to be. I'm out here in it, and I can bring it back to them and be like, hey, maybe we should look at this, and we should try that. How about it? So it helps to be able to contribute and not be one on the sidelines complaining uh, wishing be to try to I yep.
1: Yeah. It. Absolutely. It's and you know why as also a member of Spar on the um Ypro committee or Metro YPN, I should I should yeah. make sure to get that right. Metro YPN. Um, you I know, we little, I got the
2: little pin right here for that. My
1: nice. Oh right. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> So that's, that's something that is uh, like, I, I took a note about that too, is like staying up to date with what's happening um, versus like, I know that one of the, one of the things that came up in our meetings, and I know I'm deviating just a bit, but it it is in regards to like brokers, um, there were, there was some notes about how brokers didn't want to send their. Um, agents to some of these events for fear of like other um brokerages quote unquote stealing them. And I go,
2: This is an
1: opportunity for your, yeah, it's an opportunity for your agent to grow. Like, that's like these are events to help them grow in what their business is and what the nature of their business is, but to stay up to date with what's happening. You know, yeah. locally, and then changes that happen in our industry, which happen frequently, it's, especially it's, in it's
2: education. And yeah, you totally. A student. And you yeah. know, I can teach, I can talk all day long to my group, but they need to go get it from everywhere they can. I'm heard of that. Yeah. yeah, and that's a yeah.
0: really yeah. interesting. You know, i could be very yeah.
2: insecure if I'm worried about my students.
0: Yeah, right? it's yeah.
2: like then maybe I need to worry about what am I not doing that I can't retain.
0: Right. Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah. I agree with you, Brian, like from a, like we yeah. are in competition with each other, but we all have to work together. Right. Like we're on either side of the table or like if we're going out to these networking events, it's like, well, that's like, that's not what's going to make me move. It's like, if you're not fulfilling something, I'm going to go anyway. And if you think right. that I'm going to leave, even though I'm happy, like that's just a scarcity mindset. So that's a really interesting, that's really interesting. Feedback. It is. Well, yeah, business
2: is. is social,
0: right?
2: Yeah, yeah. And people, and people do business with who they know, right? And, yes. and so I, I think it, it, it makes my clients do better when I'm looking at them. They're looking at a listing, and I can say, "Oh, this is an agent. I know that person."
0: Exactly. You
2: uh-huh. know. So now again, what is your value? You know, and people have to understand. Like I've had to explain this to clients. Like, listen, you came to me because of my value, and if you yep. want me to do, you know, because some people can do them different and a little challenged about what they want to do. So I'll just say it unreadable about what they want to do. And we're the professionals trying to advise them. And it's like, listen, I'm not going to, at a point, I can't start my reputation. Because right. Because you want to try what you read in the book or something to seminar you want to do. And yeah. I, I have to be living with these people, constantly, of, you know, networking and, your social capital, we so much,
1: yeah. so we've, we've so <laughs> much. So we've already talked about like truly how these avenues of networking can actually be helpful and it's, it's a tip for, for agents, but are there any other best tips for new agents entering this market?
2: Again, be very, very conscious of your purpose while you're doing it. And -hmm. education, I mentioned earlier, is key. And be coachable, remain um, remain a student of this. Just always know you're going to be learning. I've been at this this long, and I still feel like a movie because it's always evolving It's changed so much. I think anybody new coming in, I, would, I also suggest, and I get it we're to that responsibilities, but I think you need to be all in. give yeah. it 100%. It doesn't give you what you get. And one of the double-edged swords, like we were talking earlier about the nine to five, you have so much freedom that can also lead you to a detriment. So you need to discipline yourself. You need to time manage. Be a good time manager. Do block off some time. Treat it like a job. You know, I'm going to be at this at this point. Start the day at a particular time and understand we're doing this later on too. So we're working everybody off. So you might not want to jump up and be at the office at seven in the morning, but at least 10, because you're going to be, you may be there till 10 at night. So my suggestion is just submerge yourself in that whole idea of entrepreneurship. Understand that you are going to be challenged and embrace that. Always look at them as learning situations. We're gonna be so much it seems like, oh, I don't want to do this. Learn from it. To do that.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh okay. my gosh.
1: Yeah, such you just dropped so many knowledge bombs right there and one one false hope So awesome. Love and I it. think
0: it's great, like it's not. It's more mindset, right? It's like get into mm-hmm. that business owner mindset versus like what skills to do. So I love that it is more mindset-based because I'm a big mindset gal myself. All This
2: it it business is a lifestyle. You live it. You truly yeah. Yeah. Do live it. It's not like any other job where you can turn it on and off. You can be at a restaurant hanging out and someone recognizes that you're there and here's this real estate conversation. It's always, you're always on um, so I mean how you conduct yourself personally matters. I mean it all makes a difference.
1: Absolutely. So many good
0: takeaways. I love it. Seriously, so look at all my notes. So good.
1: <laughs> I
0: get to listen to it while I edit, so that's when I take my notes. So we're good. That's I love good. that. That's awesome. So yeah. to wrap it up, is there anything else that you want to add or make sure that we get mentioned in the podcast?
2: Um you know, there's a lot of stuff that's always in the media about our real estate industry, right? Um, I'll say more than more than not, it's always a negative. So mm-hmm. I would say to people don't hang on to the negative when it comes to real estate. Like right now, we're having a market turn, and we're just, I think still now is the time to grasp a hold of a piece of this real estate. Because you get the grass on through this equity now. It's constantly going up. It's constantly rising. There's this attitude. There's a bubble. This is not a bubble. This is truly supply and demand. This is a situation where rates are making moves, but it doesn't put us out of the game. So anybody that's on the, on the fence, do it. Let's do it. And you'll be yeah. glad you did. Um, things will change, and you can adjust to those changes. But at least you're in. You you're your in the field.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we did not pay him to say this by the way. I know, like, because we literally say that on so many of our episodes.
1: Yeah, we always have, like, on a monthly basis, we always do a, a market update. And literally at the end of it, either Dina or myself are we're always not we're trying not to be preachy about it, but we're like, don't let the media fear monger you, please, 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 like listen to the experts. And I like what I was going to say is ladies and gentlemen, you literally just heard it from somebody who is seasoned, tenured, been through multiple ups and downs, has seen it left, right, up and down. Go, wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. All this like stuff that's going amok on the media. Stop. Just nope. Don't listen to it. Listen to the experts.
0: Exactly.
1: So appreciate it, Brian. <laughs> we appreciate it. You, well, yeah, I we really do appreciate you. I know you mentioned time blocking as one of the things. So we appreciate you time blocking for us and the opportunity to hear all the, the words of wisdom.
2: I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you guys. I really You're, appreciate it.
1: Of course. You're welcome. Well, you guys, you heard it from Brian Parker. Um, we surely appreciate you guys tuning in and listening again, our guest, Brian Parker of the Parker house group. And we hope you have a great rest of the day. Thanks for listening to on a mission where our goal is to educate and inspire. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to us to help spread the message. It takes 30 seconds to rate and review, then share this episode with your friends let's spread the love. Until the next episode, cheers to your mission. Bye!